Hey everybody, it's Target the Party. This is your podcast, Bill Mudrin, Jerry Rudis. We're going to watch some movies we didn't see before. This week we're watching Night of the Hunter. Or Night of the Hunter was last week. I've already ruined everything. We started this to get week, No, this week we're watching... <laughs> Ameri- fucking do it. American Werewolf in London. I slept terribly last night, so that's why I'm going to be... And we're, yeah, we've already recorded for a couple hours today, so yeah, so, we record multiple episodes in a day, so we're a little, so, little punchy. So, so, Bill had seen this before. Did I you like not. this? We're not getting into that yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell this, you this what I favorites. knew about it. I knew there was an American werewolf. <laughs> he was in London. <laughs> you I knew had... the Warren Zevon song. <laughs> I, I had seen the transformation because it's one of the most iconic special effects transformations yeah. of all time. If you've seen a werewolf transformation, it probably took its cues from this. Yeah. Uh, I knew that his friend was a zombie or undead Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I knew that. Um... That's more than I knew whenever I first saw this, like, like that was pretty much ago. all I knew about it. Okay, going into it, it's a very slender. It's all again. It's only a ninety-minute movie. There's not a lot of plot to this movie. No, it's more just it's it's like this happens, this happens, this happens, the end. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually yeah, not that 1981. much. Nineteen eighty-one. Was it okay? Eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because uh, I know predates a lot. Of, it it feels like it happened later in the eighties for some know? reason. Yeah, okay. it doesn't feel like. A tale under the seventies. It doesn't. It doesn't See, have that it look does. about it. Kind of like the film stock and everything like that. Kind yeah. of feels like. Kind of well, you're like... more. You're more cinephile for that kind of stuff than I. Yeah. Am. Also, I kind. Of, well, I kind of grew up with this movie too. So I watched yeah. this movie when I was a little kid. So I have like mid eighties memories of watching this on like VHS back in the day. I guess I didn't watch this twenty years ago. I watched this thirty years ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Enjoy being old. I so yeah. So yeah, we're gonna uh, do the breakdown of before we start doing opinions because I I really dig this movie. I I love how the this movie's blend of like. Did well, you think it was scary at least at all? <laughs> Which no, credit if you're not at again? All. When I was ten, no. when I first saw this, it was kind of scary. The Betsy, no. This was because is this a scary movie? Is this a comedy? Is it a see? This, what is it? This was the scary comedy. Of my youth before Ghostbusters became a thing. Because mm. this movie is three years older than Ghostbusters. And this was like out on home video. So I remember before, like, you'd sit down and watch like Ghostbusters and laugh and be scary. Because even as a little, little kid, Ghostbusters can be a little bit scary. Yeah. And this is this is kind of like, yeah, go, what, go. Not that this was as super popular as Ghostbusters. It wasn't the po- pop culture phenomenon that Ghostbusters was. This did not did not have a Ray Parker Jr. song or anything like that. But it was <laughs> in that true. same kind of weird vein of, you don't, you, there's never really been many movies like this where it's kind of like, at least even trying to be half funny, half scary. And I think that's one of the few movies that did kind of succeed. Well, so you kind of like this, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, maybe. Um, I don't know. So, American Werewolf in London. I really like this movie. That's good for you. See, I remember as a kid, too. Like, the guy who plays the werewolf, he played, he was in Dr. Pepper commercials. I was, oh, wow. Big legs. <laughs> oh, he went, I see he I went know? on to great things. I Dr. Pepper I remember thinking this movie was very realistic because at one point people are watching The Muppet Show, which is something I didn't know. I was like, this is a documentary practically. So yeah, I mean, again, this is one of those things so, where... So what, yeah. what makes you more famous? Being in a Dr. Pepper commercial or being in the 7-Up ad like the guy from Annie? 7-Up. Oh, the black guy. <laughs> Just laughing maniacally, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I miss soda commercials. <laughs> they were fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's start in on American Werewolf in London. So American Werewolf in London starts off with the shots of uh, <laughs> Britain, which every British person in the first part of this movie, this first chunk, before he goes into London proper, they're the most Scottish 
looking and feeling British people <laughs> I've well, ever seen. Well, it's supposed to be Northern English. I thought English. for sure they were going to be Scottish, but uh, then they open their mouths and they're according, all... According, it sounds like uh, a lot of Northern Englishmen take objection to this movie because everyone is such a stereotype. Because, like, the stereotype of Northern England, it's, it's a lot of farms. Yeah, this definitely feels like somebody... It feels like somebody... Making a parody of British people. Yeah. I feel like where, if you made a movie that, they, in America... Almost, there's if, almost some point where... I mean, I feel like somebody should see the werewolf run by and go, Good lord. <laughs> while, while holding a cup of tea and a saucer. But not even that like dignified English thing. It's a totally working class thing. Like, hey, what's all this then? We all flat caps and I, we all drive taxis. You and, should apologize right now for all your bad British accents. Your accents. Well, well, it's kind of like... Well, I mean, like, you know, the, 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 the reputation the people from the south have here in america that's what the northerners in london mm. or in london uh all england is london yeah uh, which is funny because i think they actually shot all the northern england stuff in wales which is completely not even the same part like that's not no one's not even yeah. part of the, the it's part of the uk it's not part of england though but uh yeah so yeah so we get shots of that you know, countryside beautiful moors and, and beautiful soggy moors uh, it all looks like harry potter it's all gray and dark and damp and um, yeah and you got the blue moon and we get a shot of the car with a bunch of sheep in the back and the driver gets out and opens the back and the driver looks like jesse ventura a little bit he's got a mustache and everything yeah my Andy joke Brown. was the movie starts off with the with the driver suddenly realizing that two of his <laughs> sheep are not actually sheep but they're two american uh uh, uh boys mm. pretending to be sheep and so he kicks them out of his truck were these guys in anything else uh, seven up, uh, doc, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper commercials. commercials. Um, the, the other guy, the shorter guy, the funnier guy, who ends uh-huh. up being a, a corpse. He, he's been another, so- I, I've seen both of these guys randomly funny like, in sitcoms and in stuff. <laughs> funny. Uh, he is the brother of the girl who died in Poltergeist. Did you ever hear about how, like, in Pol- you've seen Poltergeist, right? So this is the real life brother. The first Poltergeist. Movie, yeah, yeah. Real the, life. She, there was a lady who played the older sister in the first Poltergeist yeah. movie that she got murdered by some kind of crazy fan or something uh-huh. like that. Uh, that's actually her real life brother. I didn't ask what his. <laughs> like, I know. I didn't ask for a life story. I said, about what IMDb else have trivia. they been on? Just stuff. I should have oh, looked okay. that up before this, but this is definitely the most famous thing either of these guys have ever been okay. in. Uh, if you like IMDb. Uh, entries or like Wikipedia entries for either of these guys at the top will be like most famous for uh, being in the 1981 feature film uh, American Werewolf in London yeah. but yeah I just recognize their faces mostly so, I think they were mostly sitcom actors because yeah. they're kind, so, kind of comedic guys but they're not dramatic the actors driver's like stay to the road stay off the moshes I don't yeah. know why he's got that accent stay off the moshes he's got an old time I think any like, horror movie with us it's always like 19 schmitty stay off the roads Stay off the moles. I'm probably going to slip into Scottish because these people... Feel well, that's kind of like... I, I'm assuming that's why the Northern accent um, is kind of like the way it is because it's it does bridge towards Scottish a little bit. Yeah, but, but yeah. he tells them to stay on the road, stay off the moors. So then they go, they're walking, they go into a town, come across the slaughtered lamb, yeah. which is the... the uh, Icon of which is a wolf's head with a spear through it, which if you got... If you're trying to hide, like not hide yourself from the world maybe not have uh, something like that especially maybe you got a werewolf connection or something like that yeah, yeah. so they go into the slaughtered call it the pub. tipsy daisy and there's drawing of a drunk flower <laughs> yeah. and just completely like yeah you. they walk in and the whole place everything stops yeah it's how that... does this place operate if any stranger comes to town granted it's a small English pub out in the middle of nowhere they're probably just used to everyone being there just being why the same they, people over why there. were they in the middle of why did they want to start there? Yeah. Well, that's kind of the joke uh, that, that they're even making to each other at the beginning. Like, you know, we could have started this off at Rome, sunny Rome with beautiful Italian women. We're like, no, 
we're sitting here, it's dusk, it's it's about to be dark, it's rainy northern England, why are we even here? Yeah. They kind of lampshaded a little bit, but they never really do explain like Yeah, so then they go into the pub and everything, everything stops and they're like, <laughs> sit down and I like, got any food? And he's like, we haven't got any food. And Which so, again, like this, how are, anything hot? This, we got tea. Oh, well, I'm assuming they're only acting like this too because it is the night of the full moon, so they are kind of wary. I guess this town is living in in perpetual fear of, uh, especially at the night of every full moon. That's like people are going to get attacked. So, like, I guess it's like especially off putting them to know that there's these two yeah. strangers <laughs> wandering through town Everybody, on the night of the full moon. Everybody can attack anytime. Let's go down to the pub. I'm hang assuming, out there in yeah. the darkness. And I'm assuming any other night of the week that'd be a little more hospitable, knowing that like you're not likely to end up being dog food. But no, because it doesn't make it, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Okay, so anyway, so uh, they're, they're sitting like, there. We have no food. Yeah, yeah it's we, like, well, fuck we've you, got what tea. Kind of is this? Yeah. So then they, she goes to get them tea, and they're like, "Look on the wall, <gasps> it's a star. It's just a star. <laughs> it, it's like they call it like a." pentagram or something pentagram? later no yeah. they don't call it a pentagram they call it like a pentagram or something they mispronounce it but aren't pentagrams usually upside down is that what am it is? i am i six pointed star yeah it's a six it's no it's not a six point star it's just, I don't a, know it's just a regular star and some is candles it just a star? Okay. yeah it's just a star it's like if you put they two, just really like steven if Universe. you put two lines in the middle it'd be a mario star <laughs> for the eyeballs i was like that's not that doesn't seem very foreboding that's so then He's like, ask him about the star, and he's like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep bugging it back and forth. All the while, one of the one of the dudes in the pub is telling this this really stupid joke <laughs> that causes everybody else in the pub to be like, <laughs> laugh their asses off. They're all laughing. He's like, oh, what's with the star? And then Roof! the whole room shuts down, and the dart misses the dartboard, and he's like. You made me miss the dartboard. I know, like I've never missed the dartboard. That guy, I love. He's and that's like, all right. That's actually I guess we'll in go. my notes. Is you made me miss? Yeah. Like, okay. I'm sorry. Um, stop being weirdos, <laughs> then. I know. When okay, you're that sensitive about it. Why haven't you come up with a story as to what the star you is? You think you would just put the star in the bathroom, just put it in the broom closet? Don't put it like right where people are going to ask about it, because I'm sure every night they have strangers who show up. As again, maybe they don't have that many strangers, but you kind of made even, you built this altar. Still, the star. if you want to keep your whole town a secret, figure out what your lies are. What you be. do is you make the fucking six pointed star the sign outside. You just call the bar the six pointed star, and then that's. It's out in the open. At least people might ask, like, what... You can come up with a bullshit excuse as to why the, the, the pub is named that, but or at least it's out in the open, Or if you don't want people so. coming in, lock the door. <laughs> Have a pub in your fucking basement. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, uh, we're, we're, we're going to go. What are we going to And she's like, nothing. Just... And then they're yeah. about to leave, and she's like, you can't let them go. And there's my Scottish accent. I'm sorry. It's going to slip into Scottish. <laughs> you can't let them go. But yeah, but And then, then they're like... The, they let him go, and they go the out. The bald guy from Alien Three is like, "Let them go." No, oh, yeah. he's, he's he's the guy telling the rude joke. And everything. have you ever seen Alien Three? Not three, no. Okay. Like, the, the bald, big stay bald guy. Stay on the roads. Yeah, uh, Scottish. Damn it. <laughs> mm, that's gonna annoy me. Uh, there's telling to stay on the roads, avoid the marshes, uh, and they let him go. And she's like, "They can't let him go. It's murder." And they're like, "Then let it be murder." And they like. People that were acting like total assholes to them now are acting like, oh, we can't let him go. I know. Oh, no. As soon as they're out, like, when they can actually help them now, they're saying like, oh, well, we is should... everybody in this bar bipolar? 
What's the what's no, the deal? No, it's kind of weird because they're such cold dicks when the when the guys are at the bar. But as soon as they're gone, they're like, "Oh my god!" Like we, we like we might actually be responsible for what it might happen to these guys. It's like okay, like guys. Well, that's one of my notes. Is like how complicit are the people at the slaughtered lamb in what happens to Jack and David? Or uh, it's yeah because not that they were intentionally trying to get them killed, but like. Jesus Christ, how is this, like, the first time anyone's had questions about what's going on in the small town or anything? Or even stumbled in on the full moon. Or something like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's... Ugh, and, it's... like, all their sheep were outside, so they were going to get eaten. Yeah. But, okay, so then they're walking... Did you uh, notice Rick Mile in uh, the pub uh, from The Young Ones? He died earlier this year. He was an English comedian. Uh, Drop Dead Fred. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, he's one of the chess players at the, at the yeah. pub. There's a lot of people in this movie who wind yeah. up being, like, being big things. Um, so then they're walking through the moors, and you start to hear this, oh, howl. Um, which I like in that movie. It sounds like they only had one werewolf sound effect clip. Because yeah. it's pretty much the same sound effect all throughout the movie. You know? Yeah, you start to hear the howl, and it cuts back to the pub, and they're like, it's too late for them. And they're like, we've got to go after them. Yeah. Uh, and they, the, the two Americans start getting more and more worried and being like, Told us to stay to the road. Where are they going? Stay at this out point of the moors. Like, yeah, they're just wandering. Because assuming they were inside a town when they were at the pub, and now they're just like walking, running across the moors in the flat out fucking darkness. Yeah, which like, I'm sorry. like what's their plan here? Yeah, even I'm uh, a big fan of this movie, and I've always wondered like, are they just gonna keep on well, walking like, like hundred so, miles to the they next said town? To stay, stay out of the moors and stay to the road. And they looked up. They oh, oops. Yeah. yeah, like you couldn't tell you that you stopped walking on cement. Well, they're kind of panicked, and they they almost did think they just almost got killed by a bunch of people at the slaughtered but no yeah. yeah still no no <laughs> um, i know i know i know so then it's horror getting, movie logic they start, yeah. this sound starts circling in them and uh then jack gets was attacked. it scary or dramatic or interesting no. th- okay no, yeah not at all oh uh, <laughs> but i wasn't like seven when i saw it yeah so. i remember as a kid thinking like because i don't know i don't think this movie was in stereo when it first came out but mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking the direction of the sound, the werewolf sound effect as it's kind of like circling them yeah, being pretty good, even be. though it's not like moving or anything like that, but like how they play off, like the, how the actors are reacting to the sound again, because it's not in stereo. So it's not like this kind of spatial sound movement, yeah. but like they do a good job of like them going, Oh shit over. It's over here. Oh shit. Over, oh, it's over here. It's kind of like, Oh shit. Yeah. And it's yeah. an unseen special effect, but it's, I don't know. It's always that. Yeah. So, nice. so then Jack gets attacked by uh, a detailed puppet gets thrown at his face <laughs> Yes. Because <laughs> it's a 1980s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. And blood and blood. And then uh, David's like, oh, and runs. I but then like... he gets a little bit away and goes, oh, Jack, and turns around and starts running back. Uh, and... You're not wrong. <laughs> I like and how his body I like Jack there. is like, when he gets attacked, I love how he's screaming, like, oh, oh, shit, oh, shit, Jesus Christ, oh, fuck. I do yeah. like his reaction instead of being just like generic screaming. And it's like, oh, fuck. Because you know, his face is being torn off, essentially. Yeah. I do like how he's screaming, Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, so, Jesus fuck! Yeah. So then David gets back, and the body's there on the ground, and whatever attacked it is gone now. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, oh, fuck, it's gone, uh, he just kind of stares at the body until he, too, is also attacked. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of shotgun blasts, and the townspeople are there with the shotguns and kill the werewolf, which makes me wonder... Why are you all so scared of werewolves if you can shoot them dead so easily? Mm-hmm. 
Why don't you just go out as a group and shoot just the werewolves? Just just put a fucking put a skin rab in a trap, hang outside. The, you don't even have to go out. Just stay like on the slaughtered many, lamb. How many werewolves do you even have? Yeah. Is there just the one? Presumably, you guys just solved is this all the problems. Is, is the werewolf a guy who like usually hangs out at the pub? Like, what's the relationship to the werewolf? Yeah. I'm assuming it's somebody who lives in the town. Uh, you know, also, if they just wanted to kill the werewolf, they would just shoot the guy. They didn't, why wait for him to turn into a wolf and then have to fight him? Yeah. Like, yes. it's it's kind of a... This, this town didn't make a lot of sense on, on many levels. Yeah. So then uh, uh, David's laying on the ground, and you see all the townspeople circle around him from his view up. And then it fades to black, and he wakes up in a hospital. Um, like, is it no, he doesn't wake up in the hospital. You get a shot of him in the hospital with like a, a for as good as the makeup effects are in this movie, the scratches on his cheek are fucking terrible. They just took a little, put a magic marker on his. It's face. like the kind of stuff you can get at Crafts Warehouse to make scars. I've made more realistic scars. I noticed that like later in the stuff. film because he's he's got the with facial makeup. scars throughout the whole movie, and I guess it, it's supposed to be like a couple weeks later when he finally wakes up. Yeah, which explains like well, it also kind of explains how they're already so close to the next full moon again. Uh, yeah, right. So I think it's been three he weeks up, when he wakes up or something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Like the makeup really is just like they took like some kind of like almost like like dried. He's tea basically or got like that two on his face. scratches on. Like, his they took face, some cranberry juice and on his then face. Five scratches on his chest and some bruises, and yeah. they keep him in the hospital for a long time long for time. not not really having that much yeah, damage to him. Yeah, because he wakes up and he still spends like another like three or four days in the hospital like having yeah. to, yeah. So, but anyway, but, yeah, uh, he's passed out and uh, he says Jack and the nurses are like, he said something, he said Jack. Let's look at his penis. <laughs> yeah, he's Jewish. How do you know? I took a peek. It's like, okay, creeper. I took five <laughs> photos and sent them to all my friends. Which I know, you know, it's not common to be cut over, you yeah. know, in, over in that area, uh, in, in that neck of the woods. So maybe uh, she was like, he doesn't have an aardvark in his pants. It's nice to see that for her change. Which is maybe, I wrote that down at some point, maybe that's why the nurse got the hots for him so bad. Because he's packing a... a, a, a a snip snip snippity snooped uh circumcised dick and the british chicks love that circumcisions is that a thing <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm making wild assumptions they're just so tired of cleaning just, all the smegma just, off their oh, tongues no. it's just like oh my god uh, um does would he not have a werewolf penis already i, I don't think so so what if she's like i, I looked at his penis and he got dog penis i don't know what's going <laughs> on with this guy um, uh what did you think of jenny a gutter is Who's that, the lady? That's she's the main Alex nurse. Price. She's the nurse. Fine. Yeah. yeah I always thought fine. she was. I always thought she was hot as a kid. You, you also have a thing for British chicks. Yeah. That's the accent, especially yeah, because she's got the hello. She does. You're so sad. She, does, she feels to me like uh, she's just a little bit too good for a Benny Hill episode. Oh really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 oh that's damning praise. Uh, people uh, in America would probably only know her uh, if you haven't seen this. Uh, she was one of the council members in the Avengers movies, the Shadow Council. Like when Nick Fury goes to yell hmm. at the people who are like in charge of not Steam, uh, Shield. Well, steam. <laughs> she. Ch- oh no! I think in the second. Did you see the second Captain America movie? No. Uh, she's someone from Shield who shows up. She actually. She's. Uh, 
Scarlett Johansson pretends to be her for like a scene and a half. Yeah. And so like I think from a scene and a half, it's Jenny Agutter. She's like you know like forty years older now, so she's like an old lady. But like there's a scene where like she opens her mouth and just got Scarlett Johansson's voice, and she like rips her own face off, and Scarlett Johansson secretly being the lady from American World from London. Interesting. Yeah. So so uh, he wakes up and they're like, uh, well we've got to get uh, call the diplomat of the American embassy in here and. He'll come over and talk to him and whatnot. And uh, they tell him, basically, you were attacked. Your best friend's dead. And then they're like, why are you freaking out? (laughs) It's like, and and that happens when the ambassador from the American Sunday there. And it's like, why is Grover yelling at him? Miss Piggy is so mad because it's Frank Oz. <laughs> and hearing I his do voice... love that he was sent over from Grover Square too, which I'm assuming, <laughs> unless Grover Square is a real thing in London, I'm assuming that's a uh, that's an in joke. Which is funny because, like, so, yeah, when when he starts freaking out, he's like Mr. Kessler. Yes. he sounds just like Miss Piggy slash Grover. Yeah, that's uh, fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So anytime, it's so obviously anytime, Frank Oz. Yeah. Anytime he wasn't yelling at him, like Mr. when he was yelling at him, and you couldn't see him on screen, it was like Grover, be nice. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, they must have been just like right in the middle of filming the Great Muppet Keeper at that time too, because that was made in London, and that was the Muppet Crew, and yeah, yeah that was pretty much the. Yeah. It was. It was. A weird cameo, and he's yeah. kind of a dick about I it. I think he should. He, he cameos in a lot of Jan, John Landis movies too, so I don't yeah. think it's completely random. Well, did but... he do the puppeteering in it? In this, I don't. That's a good question. You think? Because I was figuring. Because that's why he has a cameo in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. He did the puppeteering. Well, for he directed that. that movie too. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point actually. I don't know. I something tells me probably not yeah the puppeteering wasn't baker, very good well rick baker may have had his own like puppeteering crew too because yeah. he had his own makeup crew so i don't know he could have advised or something like that but mm. yeah i doubt it uh, uh but, but yeah, yeah he they all get really mad at him for for reacting like he was like they were expecting him to be like oh my friend is dead good heavens yeah well Step up a lip and all I that. I like think that it's a guy that like tore Jack's face off and all. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it was hadn't been a deranged luna- escaped lunatic uh, tore them asunder. Yeah. Which I David is totally justified in being like, "What the fuck's wrong with you guys? Like, even if it's not a werewolf, how do you think it's just like a deranged guy that did the, this damage to both of us?" Yeah. yeah. So, oh, but when when they shoot, yeah, after they shoot the werewolves, you see like Jack look over to the side and there's some naked bald dude shot up and it looked like oh what's what's he from uh he looks like a guy he's got a big nose he's bald Pete Postlethwaite maybe what's he in he was the gamekeeper in Jurassic Park 2 yeah that guy it looked like him is that him he died a couple years ago no I I don't think so I love Pete Postlethwaite I love this movie it might have just been a bald guy with a big nose yeah (laughs) but Uh, when he died to the side I was like is that Pete Postlethwaite but uh where was I? Um, so, yeah, he freaks out. Oh, no, my friend is dead. Uh, <laughs> and we start getting shots of, I guess, his dreams? Yeah. His dreams where he's, like, running through the forest, naked as Jaybird, uh, attacking, like, um, deers and eating them, all while this nurse... Uh, comes in and talks to him and the doctor's bedside manner is really terrible. They're kind of awful at this this hospital. I get Pete Pothel's weight was in a performance of an American werewolf in London on the London stage, but not he's not in the movie anyway. There was an Amer- a pr- 
a stage version of There was this? a radio version of this movie starring most of the cast, like in 1991. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, David starts having weird, like, supposedly, seemingly werewolf-infected dreams, where he's, like, having more and more feral dreams as the movie goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know... <sighs> he's prancing naked through the forest <laughs> with his For... big, meaty thighs. Yeah. You know, uh, truth be told, uh, it's hard to buy his and the nurse's relationship because... He's so crazy. Yeah. He comes across as such a lunatic with all the, just the freak outs and the talking about how he's a werewolf and, and all that. It's Is he hard. open with being a werewolf? He doesn't no, know. No, he, he, doesn't. he doesn't know. He so, doesn't even know himself yeah, that he's a werewolf let, or anything like that. See. I do. Um, well, I guess like he is a nice guy and this is totally is like Florence Nightingale syndrome. And I could see like. Yeah, not quite sure why she picks him of all people to take home with her and like get involved. Especially how often the nurses go out of their way to try like form a relationship with their patients. Yeah, at some point but he has like a dream where uh, I guess she kind of like cares from like a little lost puppy because he has no one else in London yeah. or anything like that. She comes know. in and is like David, and he, he wakes up or David. not wake up. He makes a like face and it's oh yeah because he got monster makeup. Yeah, face. he's got yeah. a, <laughs> it's, If you haven't seen the movie, it's pretty much thriller. <laughs> It's what? Pre- Which is this, yeah, yeah. I know it, it got Thriller came after it, so yeah, that's pretty much where they this got is the this. Prequel, from. Yeah, the prequel to yeah. Thriller. Yeah. So yeah, that was a pretty. <laughs> You're in love with this film, like I'm, tell already. I'm sure if you were a little kid, you'd be like, no. But as no! an adult, I was just like, oh, that's some Michael that's Jackson so bullshit. <laughs> uh. So, yeah. Um... I do like the scene where um, she is taking him home for the first time and they stop to get for groceries. Well, we're good there. Oh, okay. I thought this is where. No, no, no. We, okay. we haven't even met uh, Zombie Jack yet. Oh, that's right. Because Zombie Jack uh, first shows up in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, I took a note. His wound. I'll reiterate his wounds don't look so bad that he should be in the hospital. Like, oh, you're talking about David. Yeah. He's in the I thought you said Jack. No, no, we'll get to that. But yeah, no, Jack like, looks, looks pretty fucked. What do you think about the makeup on Jack? That was, his makeup was fantastic. That, that, we'll I think that is actually the best makeup yeah, in the movie. We'll get, we've got one more dream uh, to talk about where uh, it's the Muppet dream. Where oh, yeah. his, his, he's at home and his siblings are watching Muppet and all of a sudden, fucking Nazi werewolves. I always forget this happens in this movie. <laughs> Nazi werewolves break into his house and start killing everyone. Shoot while, the fuck out of everybody. And I guess that's like, because it's supposed to uh, signify or like show his Jewishness and his werewolf. I think it's just rising aggression that like, there's something building up within himself that will destroy anything. That's all what I've always interpreted as being. Yeah, but they're Nazis. I, which, well, then again, well, that is they're, true. They're wearing like SS uniforms. That's true. If he, is, if he is Jewish, I guess that is also another, I think it's also just John Landis thinking it would just be funny if he just had werewolf Nazis just something <laughs> show. Cause it really does feel like completely gratuitous. There's not too much, like, flat-out gratuitous and, stuff and in this movie, as, but when there is gratuitous stuff, it is, like, gratuitous off-the-wall shit. For as great as all the other special effects in this movie are, the masks that they gave the zombie they're werewolf just wearing, like, are just... It's it's B-movie quality shit, yeah. They, yeah, they look like masks. Yeah. They don't look like these are zombie werewolves. Or like not zombie you werewolves. you have kids getting Nazi shot. Werewolves. The mom gets blown off her feet. They set fire <laughs> to the place. I love that, like, kid, like, they smash in the TV while the Muppet Show is running. It's yeah, just like... That was a good episode, too. Yeah, was it? 
Yeah. Should have been Steve Martin doing the fucking King Tut dance and suddenly explodes. But uh, yeah, that's what I was interpreting. Is it's like there's no not supposed to be much logic. It is just like his rising aggression just kind of building up inside mm. of a little bit. So okay. Um, and I guess maybe they just wanted to also show you what like his home life looked like back home a little bit. Maybe. So then, but yeah, I'd never con- uh, considered the Nazi Jewish kind of thing that that being. Well, that makes sense because if he's Jewish, he's, he's yeah. When very... they're shooting up everything, like a menorah goes flying. I mean, if you're if you're Jewish and you're thinking about like aggression, it makes sense yeah, that you like, equate that with Nazi. At that stuff. point, I was like, well, I guess John Landis really wants you to know he's a big old Jew. Yeah, jeez, John Landis Jewish. I have no idea. I wonder. Yeah. Anyway. He's in Hollywood. He's got to be. Oh, my God. Especially got know. away with murdering two people <laughs> yeah. in the Twilight Zone. It's, I knew that was going to come up at some point. How do you not talk about <laughs> Have we ever talked about uh, supposedly the first time, uh, I guess Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, after they had made Clerks, they were uh, invited over to Universal Studios, uh, I guess when they first started talking about making mall rats, mm-hmm. and they were at the commissary at Universal Studios, and they ran into John Landis. And John Landers was sitting there eating lunch. Supposedly, this is Kevin Smith's story. Jason Mewes goes up to John Landis, pulls out a dollar bill, and says, oh, guess what this sound is? This is, that's the last sound that Vic, uh, who's the guy who got killed in the the, the helicopter accident? I think you told that story perfectly. (laughs) And totally didn't step on the punchline at all. (laughs) Bravo! You killed two people. I made a helicopter. This joke is out of the, the bill. this is the high quality <laughs> no. comedy I expect from Bill Mudrin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jennifer, J- uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's dad, whoever his name, Vic Morris, Victor Morris, whatever. So, uh, but anyway, this is now. Now we meet Jack, who is. Got a big gash in the side of his face, and uh, made out of oatmeal. Made out of oatmeal and plastic. Uh, and David's like, "You're dead." And he's like, "Yep, I'm dead. I'm technically I'm undead." Uh, guess what? You're a werewolf, and until the werewolf's line is severed, uh, I am doomed to roam the earth forever. Which has that ever been established in werewolf lore before? I can't remember if that's a thing. Like in the original. Universal werewolf movie that they I, that they I mentioned a couple times in this movie. Oh, I agree. I mean, they they, they they could just make up their own yeah. lore for this movie if they wanted to. But well, I think yeah. I think other. Well, see, the thing is, I think other movies have adopted that idea from this movie. So I can't remember. Yeah, this movie may be the first time anyone that kind of came up with that. Vic, it is Vic Morrow that got killed by John Landis. Um, Phew. So. Um, he tells him he's a werewolf, and he's like, he starts freaking out, and like, uh, he's like, by the next full moon, you're gonna kill somebody. You gotta kill yourself before. Which before... I always thought that was pretty. That was pretty balls of the wall as a kid. I yeah. was like, his best friend coming up saying, "Kill yourself, David. Gotta kill yourself. Gotta yeah. do it." So yeah. he's against the wall and the intercom being like nurse nurse, <laughs> and she comes in. And she's like, "What's wrong, David?" And then he just kisses her. And they share this romantic moment. I'm like, well, this is awkward. You just saw your torn up friend <laughs> tell you that you're going to turn into a werewolf. Uh, did you take that and... at face value? That as is that actually being the Jack Jack's Reels ghost coming back? Yeah, because I mean, for, if a werewolf is believable, why not have a For some reason, as ghost? a kid, I always wondered if that wasn't like uh, David's own subconscious. Nah, because with him. well, he or, would have no his subconscious would have no reason to know that I know. he would turn into a werewolf. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because no one's told him about that. Yeah, that, that, nah, that 
that's true. I was for some reason I always suspected. Well, what if it was an actual evil spirit that was just trying to convince uh, David to kill himself? Just like what if it was Satan or something like that? I, mean, I, I think a... that was me, little kid me, thinking about it way too much. Yeah, but... I took well, an... especially. I took a note. Well, you just kissed a crazy man. How's that taste? <laughs> And uh, yeah, like I don't... Alex Price is the ruby of this movie. I where don't... She's just. <laughs> I don't feel like she has any reason to. Like a lot of romances in the movie we watch, she has no reason to be into this guy. Yeah, because she's a hot lady, and he's just there, and you need some kind of romantic thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, and like, because okay, she's an attractive yeah. lady, she's got a decent job. You think she would have a fella or something like? You think she wouldn't just be picking up dudes from the hospital, which seems yeah, to be kind of so like. Then, so then. Yeah, he gets discharged. She's like, you're going to go home. You're going to get discharged the next day. Uh, do you have Crystal anywhere Crystal. to go? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, you can stay <laughs> he with does, me. He does like put his hands. He's like, mopes. and goes, no, <laughs> I don't have a house. Uh, so this is the scene that you were wanted to talk about the grocery scene. Yeah. For, for wise. This is our scintillating podcast where Bill's going to talk about the scintillating grocery scene from American Werewolf. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just like the fact that like, when you go to grocery shop and he's like, man, shit's are expensive. And he's like, he's like, how do you live? And she just says, carefully. I don't know, just some kind of political thing about how Thatcherism was shit was going on. I just kind of like the fact that <laughs> like, there's a weird peak into early 80s like a Britain there, which I don't for some reason, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm an Anglophile, I just think it's kind of interesting. Where I think you It has are. nothing to do with horror stuff. It's just kind of like, well, also she claims to be living carefully, but she's picking up strange men from the hospital. She's not living that carefully. No. I just thought it was kind of interesting. It was also just interesting to see what kind of food is on English shelves back and then and how much it cost. And I don't know. I like this and movie. And he's, he's like, it's a, you know, I, he, I took a note. He's pretty horny for his friend being freshly dead and him being a werewolf. Yeah. Why do you think the werewolf part is part of why he's horny? Well, after he changes, but now he's... Well, he got that werewolf blood. Especially because... Does he change that... Is it that night that he first comes home no. with her? Is that the first night no. he changes? Because the or first night they nights? fuck. That's they what it is. Fuck. Okay. But they it is it is going to happen in the next couple In a days, very though. awkward sex scene. Really? Yeah. Why? And like she's... And it's when not like he spends when, five minutes trying to no, find her butthole. the shower. <laughs> the shower, she's like kind of kissing his shoulder and then yeah. almost biting it, but not quite. Yeah. It's just very... A very weird, like, yeah. not quite a sexy, sexing sex. Sexy, but, yeah. sexy. I think it's weird because she has all the Mickey shit around her house and the doll- <laughs> dolls are watching, but yeah. Yeah, well, that'll happen. I do like when she's all like... And then when they're riding home from, like, the groceries and there's, like, the... 80s punks in the, the Again, subway. Yeah, I love that little... They look so stupid. They, are, they look like, like Gem these, of the Hologram Are these guys punks? supposed to be threatening? Were they threatening Which, back I'm assuming they, they look but ridiculous. They, look like they, 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 look, they don't look like professional actors, so they look like they would have just been extras who showed up on that set that yeah. day. They so they probably did their own hair and makeup and everything, but I mean, not by quote-unquote, they did their own hair and makeup. They yeah, just was, showed up. Yeah, but, they show up to her place, and then it was nice of her to talk about how she's fucked seven people in her life and well i guess it kind of shows her desperation that she's she just lays her cards on the table that barely where she's just like okay here's the situation i've i tend to make bad bad decisions but i really like you and i think you're a little sad do you want to do this and then we also get like a quote-unquote sexy saxophone music while they're getting it on. <laughs> well, I do! Saxophones! Ruining sex scenes My, since 1981. I always, this line always cracks me up. Perhaps you'd like to watch telly whilst I take a shower. 
<laughs> it's like, you just invite a strange man to your home and you're like, do you want to watch telly while I strip naked and get wet? It's like, come on. You I, know hear, you're... I hear Miss Piggy's on right now. Again, she is down to fuck, but yeah. Mm. She, she, has, she has bad game when it comes to this, but yeah. Yeah, so then he wakes up in the middle of the night and goes into the living room and Jack's there. And he's decayed a lot in a day. I call him Meatloaf Jack. He, he like, half-rotted away in a day. Yeah, I think when they wrote the script, they weren't thinking about the time compression, about how, oh, yeah, this no. whole movie takes place in the course of a weekend, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so. so and he's like, you haven't killed yourself yet. You should probably kill yourself. Yeah. yeah you I do like how, how dark this scene is, because, like, Jack, you know, he has all the extra rotten makeup uh, on now. Yeah. But, like, they shoot him in kind of the dark. It seems extra creepy that he's just kind of, like, in the shadows, kind of just talking to him. I do like the scene where he picks up the Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse doll and says, Hello, hello, David. <laughs> like, David's all like, what the <laughs> you, fuck are you doing? You've Stop got it. a lot of weird little, I like this part. And it's, like, got, it's such a, a throwaway part. Up, again, because, like, instead of leaning into so much of the creepiness, I do like the fact that they make a joke. Like, the fact that you have these two friends, one of which is dead and one of which is werewolf now. I like the fact that they make time for a stupid little joke, which yeah. I know a lot of horror, especially if they made this movie today, all that humor would be sucked out of the movie. Because everyone, like, the filmmakers would be way too scared that, like, having a joke would deflate the mm. tension that they're going for. And I like the fact that this movie has no problems at all with, like, let's 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 play up the silliness of this scene. Let's, let's do ridiculous shit. So. Yeah, so then she comes out. And and talks to him, and he's being crazy. And at this point, you'd think she'd be like, all right, you can leave tomorrow. Because yeah. you're bonkers. Even if you're not a werewolf, you're obviously insane. He has some issues, yeah. And he tells her something like, a werewolf can only be called... I've always thought a werewolf can only be killed by somebody who loves them. What? Where'd you get that from? I, I know you said that, like, somebody's father killed the he's son in the He's talking about movie, the Universal, yeah. But why... And, that doesn't even come into play in the movie where... I know, I it's, know. I feel like... Although, it's, technically, uh, the Universal, the one starring... Uh, uh, what's his face? Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney Jr., yeah. That did, that did, that did uh, invent a lot of the werewolf lore yeah. that, as we know it now. But that's not, not either here. That's just an excuse for him. Yeah, to, sure. They're just talk, setting up the end. of the movie. They'll talk about how crazy he is, and then she'll be like... But you showed all attractive. Yes. He's not very attractive. He's cute. He's, he's got not, the puppy... You know, Compared to, he's got a head. Have you seen the other British guys in this movie? <laughs> he looks like his head was a little overinflated. I think. <laughs> I like uh, one or two too many pumps on the old bicycle pump I on his ear. I his Wikipedia article after watching this movie, and I didn't see what he looks like now. But in every shot of his face and his Wikipedia page, he has this permanent expression of like this big, like happy it's, face with like eyes wide open, like his face, his mouth open. Kind of like, it's almost. Ah, ah. It's like there was this, this yeah. collective push to try to get by directors that kind of had his same motif to try to get guys that look like him attractive yeah, exactly, yeah. like maybe if it's we their keep avatar cast, a little maybe bit. if we keep casting leading stars that look like this in steve gutenberg maybe at some point <laughs> somebody will find us attractive yeah. too um he, he is technically the most attractive guy in this film mm-hmm. objectively i guess Unless, like, maybe the dart player at the, the Slaughtered Lamb. I mean, I'm trying to think here. So, um, so yeah, then we go back to the Slaughtered Lamb, the doctor who has oh, yeah, gone the there to investigate because yeah. David talked to him about, like, go talk to them. I wasn't attacked by a man. I was attacked by a, a, an animal of some kind. And they're super, like, it's during the daylight, and they're super... Man, to him, too. It's these like, people still continue to have a bad poker face about any of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
They and like to- he says, "Oh, what's that there?" And talk about the star, and she's like, "Oh, that's." We've thought about painting over it, but it's been here for hundreds of years. It's tradition now. Why the fuck didn't you just tell the guys that? What they fucking showed up at the bar the first night? It's just like, I do love when the dart player starts talking about, I gotta go check the dogs. And the guy from Alien 3 is like, don't check the dogs. The dogs are fine. I'll I'll just be right back in a minute. Which I guess is like him kind of announcing to the to the. Uh, to the doctor guy investigating, hey, come out, meet me, I'll tell you what it's all about, which he does. Yeah. But then the Alien 3 guy comes out. The that's old enough! That, that's enough! That's enough! He's like, okay, <laughs> well, stop telling yeah. him about the werewolves. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? like, ah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so that guy would have told him, there are werewolves. And if you hadn't gone outside and said, that's enough, he would have been like, uh, the crap. average person would have been like, well, that one guy in this town is a lunatic, but yeah, with exactly, the other guy yeah. being like, "No, stop telling him that." Exactly. Now you also look like an Terrible lunatic. Their secrets. The fact that <laughs> I can see why northern northern people don't like the stereotype of these <laughs> people because they're dumb as. Also, dumb. like you know, supposedly I guess now they're half werewolves or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah this is just common for them just to be protecting their werewolf brethren up north. So, um, so uh, then we're on the day of the night of the full moon. And uh, he's seen her away in the evening. David yeah, we're is. like two-thirds of the way through the movie, too. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of nothing that happens in this movie. A lot of him in the hospital doing There's nothing. a lot of him in the hospital, yeah. yeah. Um, and Pissing into bowls. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, have fun while I'm away. And he's like, okay. I and told you I'm going to turn into werewolf now, but go ahead to work. I'm yeah. sure nothing will happen. So then he turns around to go back inside. Oh, no, the door's locked. Why? Okay. Is she still walking down the street? Just go catch up with her and be like, I, I remember that. Hey, you locked me out. Can yeah. you let me back in? I know he goes around to the side. A couple do- a dog barks at him with two little girls. Being like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Who are credited as in, in the credits as creepy children uh, or creepy little girls. Sounds like a John Landis thing, yeah. Uh, and then he's sneaking into the window and a cat is like hiss, hiss at him. And um, he gets back inside and starts having a really like oh, there's nothing to do kind of day and getting bored by everything. Look, oh, I'm not hungry. Tosh goes on for a little while, too, yeah. Oh, if only you were in a uh, London, a place you'd never been before and had touristy stuff to do. If only there were museums and stuff you could go out and see. If only you were a tourist in a foreign land. Yeah. I guess Andy, Wait, he doesn't want to leave just... in case he does turn into werewolf. But it's still the middle of the day. I know, yeah, because like the montage doesn't really make it suggest it's hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah, just go out outside and take a look at the loo or something. I don't know. Yeah, go visit Big Ben. Go do the Happy Road thing where you just like walk back and forth a dozen times and yeah. hope someone takes your photo and gives it to you. Like, yeah, do something. Do like, something. Yeah. Jeez. Go to the fucking coffee house. Do yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, so, so it is weird because the montage ends with him. Uh, this even to so this then, yeah, day, how it ends is always like what? Well, he's looking. At, he turns on the TV, looks at it for a second, changes the channel. He does watch a whole uh, infomercial for About, like some like, kind of like Nina, yeah, Nina. Nina. And you watch the. Whole, it's a thirty second thing where you're just watching a guy watch TV for thirty seconds. Where it's like, yeah, this whole. So pace I'm assuming movie, again this this movie. I'm assuming made now. that Nina that he that he sees on the TV is one of the victims. I don't think so. Then what the fuck was the point of that advertisement? <laughs> because it's a movie made in 1981. It's like well, random shit. I would assume that he's just like stops the channel at something where there's a sexy lady because werewolf blood building up inside. But yeah, it makes no sense. Watching that last night, I was like, man, this really goes on a long time. What him just watching this goddamn, not even a 
TV show but a fucking commercial. So and then we go to the, the hospital, and I only mentioned this. There's a little kid that she's the nurse is taking care of who says no to everything yeah, no. for some reason. And she, it's incredibly inappropriate because she goes, have you ever been beaten severely about the face and neck? That's and he goes, I... no. And they're all, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell was that like? I like, that's why I like the nurse lady, because she asks that. I like she, she'll give guff back to the kids. Guff. Yeah, the kid slaps her on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty weak slap for oh, yeah. an ass slap. Um, so then, but yeah, then, then it goes back to the, he's still. The super detailed. Uh, well, he's even before that begins. He's sitting there reading a book. He's like reading TV Guide or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's just like totally like doing his normal thing, just waiting for it. And suddenly he goes, "Jesus Christ!" And then yeah. he falls down and like I'm burning up. And he goes from zero to sixty in literally half a second, where he's just like he's bored, <laughs> yeah. and suddenly like his brain's exploding. It's weird that there's not like a gradual like ah. Yeah, I do. I do like the whole. It's super hot, so I have to take off my clothes way to get him out of his clothes yeah that's a good that's point a, too because they didn't want to nice like have to mess with like yeah ripping but it's so off. weird like yeah because i thought as as a kid i was like maybe it's like pain and building up inside of, of him that that he just doesn't give in till like, the last moment or something how good but, like, is the soundproofing in this house that uh, people aren't coming to look at because every other time something happens in also, this movie british people crowd around like crazy to get, a get out of the house without destroying it well because no because he left the front door cracked you saw it like is that what it was yeah but you still, could, you when think he was transforming the front door he turns into was a 500 open. pound bear-sized dog yeah he's essentially look what happens to people in ghostbusters what happens that uh uh tully and uh, Sigourney Weaver happens to him essentially, but somehow he's able to get out of the house without anyone even noticing. Yeah. And, so, you know. but like this transformation holds up really well. Uh, what do you think? Having of the sound his... effects, they were good. Because uh... it, it's weird, like Tupperware inverted side. <laughs> yeah. The his like still kind of almost human face inside of all the rest of it looked a little silly and yeah. like comical. Like that didn't quite fit. And like having these long, like luscious lashes yeah. and close ups of his I, eyes I don't and think stuff this are a little silly. Has aged all that well, especially the first change you see is his well, hand. Well, like when he's like holding up his hand and it's obviously not his hand and he's like, he's making a very good face. But yeah. Like, and his hand just kind of like elongates, kind of like. Eat. But like. When it's his back and his skin, and you can see the bones like moving around underneath. Yeah, I do like the hair coming out of the skin and everything like that. Which I'm not even quite sure how they did, but yeah, it's 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 not bad. But as far as practical effects for the time go, although to be fair, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a better werewolf transformation. Still, and this has like been like almost like 40 years ago. Did you see the one with Benicio del Toro? No, I I knew people i think it was rick baker actually it was supposed on to be that bad too. but I don't yeah know. directed by joe johnson who did the rocketeer and designed the millennium falcon mm-hmm. um, but i've always man maybe i should just watch that just just for the because sh- it's supposed to be essentially a remake of the universal horror movie yeah. that they keep on talking about in this the original wolfman movie but um anyway so, yeah, so, so yeah then he, he slowly changes he, he changes into a werewolf and i like he, when he falls on his back yeah. he's all like oh helpless he's all like <laughs> just wiggling baby. and like this yeah. baby and then you get a close-up of the moon. He gets poofy hands at some point, too. His hands go yeah. from like long to like being like like garbage pail kid hands. Yeah. This, the individual stages of the transformation you can, you are can pretty goddamn absolutely silly. absolutely find this transformation on YouTube. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, like I said, it's one of the most famous makeup things I've yeah, read in a movie This ever. was a pretty groundbreaking makeup effect yeah. at the time. Uh, so then you get a, the moon and that same stock howl. Oh. Roar! Roar! 
that's used. Apparently, it's used in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it, it could have even been from originally that original Universal movie. I wouldn't be yeah, a bit surprised if 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 he if Landis would have gone back to. Uh, so you get. Uh, Two people getting out of the car, which this uh, she's blonde, so I was assuming that was the Nina chick from the advertisement. It's entirely possible, but I don't know how you would hunt her down. I don't. He know. got super. Wolf I think it smells. might have just. Yeah, it could have been a Who coincidence, knows? but it also could have just been that advertisement was pointless. But yeah, he texts this couple outside of like little mansion. Yeah. Which as a kid, like, let's go around to the back and give them a spook. Yeah, as a kid, you've seen the Great who lived in the mansion. Right? Oh. Yes. <laughs> There's a scene where Miss Piggy is climbing outside of a mansion owned by John Cleese. Mm-hmm. She's trying to sneak into his house. Yeah. I always thought this was the same mansion. Because it kind of, like, you know, it's kind of like an urban English yeah. mansion. And yeah. mo- both movies are pretty much made around the same time and everything like that. Yeah. So. Maybe yeah. they, they, they subletted it to each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, yeah. we're running. You want to get in there? Yeah, we're already in here. Might as well film this goddamn Miss Piggy climbing up, climbing up outside the mansion Oh, scene. right. Before that. Oh, no. Never mind. That happens later. Mm-hmm. Never mind. So, um, uh, but yeah, while this totally is while the movie that got the that got Rick Baker the thriller gig though, because yeah. like the way the makeup, and, like contact lenses on him when he changes and everything yeah. like that is totally. So yeah. they're walking through the back alley, and the, then you get a shot of the people inside, and the lady's looking out the window, and she's like, "Oh my goodness, John! It appears there are hooligans outside." And he's like, "Come away from the window, Martha! Hooligans outside <laughs> in the park again." So then he's going out there. He's like, who's there? Blah, blah, blah. And Squish steps on something squishy, looks down. Oh, and that's right, yeah. It's a severed hand! See, because it's almost the same scene in Great Muppet Caper, too, because it's Jean Cleese eating dinner, and his like, wife-slash-mother is like looking out the window going, oh, there's a pig outside the window. <laughs> and then later they step on uh, Fozzie's severed hand. It's yeah. Very disturbing. <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> waka waka! Uh, and then... He Kill. Is there any scary stuff to all the stuff they did? No. All the scary killing people? No. Because I remember that the, the scariest part of this movie to me was the kid being, uh, the guy being killed inside the underground tube. The mm. business guy who's like, for some yeah. reason, I guess it's late enough at night that absolutely no one else is riding the subway in London. And so he's chased through. Like... Well, well, isn't the homeless people first? Is that what it is? Yeah. I think. Which... So then there's a bunch of homeless people around a crash. One of the homeless people trash can fire. is the doctor guy from The NeverEnding Story, the guy who patches up Falcor. Yeah, he was familiar. I was wondering if I knew he him. He only has like there. one. I think he only has like one line in the movie. Yeah. Like when they're in the he's theater still familiar. and later, he's like, oh, but yeah, yeah, he's like the skinny guy with like bald guy with the big bushy hair. Yeah. But yeah. Just yeah. There. I knew he was. Familiar. He's the guy who he's the scientist guy studying. Yeah. No, the I know Southern Oracle. About. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the guy with one tooth. I was like, oh, yeah. shut up! <laughs> My wife is a yeah. bitch. What did you see? Yeah. Let me have a turn. <laughs> He's going to make it. He's going to make it. Oh. Did, did he make it? That's that guy. No. Uh, uh So they they have a dog next to them, and they're like. They let the dog go because uh, why not? He was smart enough to know you can't kill a dog in a movie and have anybody enjoy your movie. <laughs> yeah. So the dog runs off, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, look at that!" And then that's the end of their scene. <laughs> we just assume they're killed until later. Yeah. Uh. Uh. And then then it's the subway. <laughs> where this guy gets off a train, and I guess he gets gum out of a vending machine. Yeah. And he's seen, hear all these snarls and stuff. He's like, is somebody there? 
I I'm love- going to report this. I love how prim and proper that guy is. <laughs> well, he's even a prim and proper asshole when you see his ghost show up later. He's like, this is most unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, to be fair, he did. I mean, he was so scared, he dropped his umbrella. That's true. Do you yeah. know what it takes for a British um, man to drop this, his umbrella? This dude, uh, his real claim to fame in terms of the silver screen was he played Bib Fortuna in Return of the Jedi. Wow. Yeah, just throw that out there. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, so he, get, he runs through these tunnels that seem so impractical. Yeah. I do love, like, going back and looking at the film and just seeing, like, what all the, like, retro advertisements were back, like, mm-hmm. you know, back in, like, 1981, the England stuff. Although there is a lot of uh, posters for See You Next Wednesday, which is the porno that everyone's at at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Is that an actual porno? Uh, no, it's actually the, the, the name <laughs> of the porno is a joke. Yeah. Uh, John Landis loves to sneak the phrase, see you next Wednesday in all of his movies. Which is weird because... But it's see you next Tuesday. That's what... Yeah, I know, exactly. So I guess that's supposed to be his kind of like winking and nod. And you know what see you next Tuesday She's stands a for, right? That woman's a Q. <laughs> okay. Because... <laughs> uh, some people don't uh, don't understand what see you next Tuesday is supposed no, to be. No, I do yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But yeah. So interesting. So that guy falls down on an escalator and is looking he back behind him with a bloody nose, and you see the werewolf kind of creep onto the screen. A smash cuts to a lion. Yeah, and then we get a lion roaring, and he wakes up in the zoo. Apparently, wolves are cool with him. I guess like all other animals sense. are freaking out, Do you think but the wolves are like, any of those wolves. Mm, yes. Yes, I did. Terrifying woke up with his dick still. Like, he, like, nodded up inside a wolf. He's like, oh, my God, how do I get out of here? Mm-hmm. And, like, for the rest of, like, the scene, instead of, like, the little kid with the, the stealing balloons, he's got, like, like a female wolf just hanging from his dick going, like, I don't know what's So, going on he's here. naked in a wolf pit, which, that that is a depressing cage. Yeah. Those wolves don't have it's a lot of space. A, it's a 1981 Thatcher-era English zoo cage. Yeah. It's gonna be sad and fucking... So, then he's oh. running around naked trying to get back to his... The girlfriend nurse apartment, mm-hmm. but he uh, naked. And there's a lot of a lot of dong in the more dong in this movie than I was expecting. Do you see his dong? Oh yeah, I don't remember that. More than I was expecting, less than I'd hoped. See pubic hair. Yeah, you see some dong. Okay. Uh, it's always from a distance, but yeah, mm, okay. he can't he can't cover it all the time, and he. He's like hides in a bush and calls a little kid over. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's a naked dude. <laughs> I know. Hiding Again, in a bush. This is a scene that would call, not fly these calling days. a kid over. I'll give you a pound. I'll give you two pounds. Great. <laughs> right, he doesn't sound that like the Joker, but yeah, it's still. A I'm a balloon. Bush. Have you heard anything about the balloon thief? What's <laughs> that? And he steals the kid's balloons and like and runs away. And then the little kid goes to his mom and's like, a naked American man just stole my balloons. And that's the end of that scene. And the most no British kid. He's like in this, this guy, giant ears. For some reason, he's Looks at like the he's zoo, from... but he's like in his English school uniform yeah. too, and it's all like yeah, he's very children of the corn Stay look about balloons. him. Yeah. So um, it's uh, it was some very uh, naked Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it really was, <laughs> stuff yeah. going on with him running. He steals around. a red lady's uh, uh, lady's red dress coat. Yeah. Somehow, somehow he does have the money to pay for the bus yeah, ride. Yeah, I guess it was in her Because you see him, he's waiting in line for the bus to pick him up. Yeah. And he's all like, yeah, a lot of weather we've been having lately. Yeah, so she... Um, she gets he kind of a- looks like B. Arthur when he's in that red uh, red dress coat. <laughs> so, um, so she gets a call while she's at home from the doctor who uh, 
and it might have happened a little bit earlier too that he tells her that he went to the moors and he might actually be he's either a werewolf i like the explanation of well if he's not a werewolf he might have some psychological trauma that will make him attack people. yeah exactly yeah which kind of i can see that so um she's waiting at the home for him and the doctor calls her and uh right when he shows up and he's like is he there is he crazy and she's like he's not crazy the fuck you say he's, he's acting like a lunatic he just showed up and naked except for a red coat with a fur liner yeah and it's uh, interesting that he no is one's... acting a little bit crazy yeah but he's funny crazy <laughs> i think that's one of the things with the, like the, 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 the actor they hired for him is so affable that he never comes across as like jack nicholson crazy he just seems to be eccentric and goofy but not like threateningly goofy so at the point i can see why she's not like immediately alarmed by any of this she's more like amused than anything, she, she should be immediately alarmed by this she, she is a nurse she is making bad life she, decisions no, yeah. and that's kind of like a, it almost seems to be an essential part of the character but it is that she is designed that way to justify a lot of like creaky shit that happens in this movie yeah uh, so the um, doctor is like you need to bring him to my office right away yeah. uh i will phone the police and, and meet you here because it's all over the news and the papers that six people were killed during the night. Yeah, and they don't even find out about uh, him that until she shoves him into a cabin. Yeah, the cab driver is like, oh. Michael Palin uh, is the cab driver. <laughs> and like, you always heard about your murders last night. Like the days of Sweeney Todd. Six yeah. people torn apart. And he's like, stop the cab and gets out. And he's, like, still already, he's already heading off to hand himself to the authorities. Granted, I guess he's just lashing out. He's not really thinking logically about it, but like... He ends up trying to get arrested anyway. Why doesn't he just get back in the cab and go fucking, yeah. like... Even if she drives off, like, like, just call them up and say, hey, I'm here, pick me it up. It was such a, such a stereotypical British scene when he's trying to get arrested. He's like, what's all this thing? And he's like, arrest me, arrest <laughs> me. He's like, whoa, you, you get out of here, people. Get out of here. Nothing to see here. It's just so... I yeah, do love when he starts tearing into for the somebody queen who's, and Princess Die and shit. Yeah, he calls Ch- Prince Charles of uh, the F word. I'm like, man. I do like that that required a thing uh, in the credits saying, uh, Lycanthrope Films uh, cordially extends our congratulations to <laughs> Prince Charles and Lady Di on the, on the occasion of their beautiful marriage. Uh, yeah. Um, for somebody who was trying to get arrested... He didn't try very hard. He could have done more. He yeah. could have decked that cop in the face and gotten arrested. I know pretty exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she's like, he's acting. The, the nurse is like, he's acting crazy. Don't listen How to him. How did she disappear? Did she, did he she just runs away. And so yeah, you don't. You just don't see what happens. Yeah, he just runs away, and she's like, because no, this is the last back, time she baby. ever sees him. Yeah, come back. And he runs off. Uh, and then we see the cop and who was. The first part of the movie, they were talking about David, and it's all squared up, and he does, and all his wounds were cleaned, blah, blah, blah. And his bumbling sidekick for no reason? The cop's bumbling? He has a bumbling sidekick who's kind of aloof and an idiot? Yeah. The first time you see him, like, the fat part of his tie is a lot shorter than the slender part of his tie, so he can't even dress himself right. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I'm like, it was kind of a pointless character. Hmm. But they're, they're waiting. Yeah, that never registered to me. Yeah, they're waiting for him, and they're like, he's not showing up. So, uh, we get David making a call home, and only his sister's at home. I do like that little scene though, where he just is only able to get in touch with his little sister and says yeah. goodbye. And he tells, tell mom and dad I love them, and then he 
hangs up after all that and is about to slit his wrist the wrong like with a the wrong Swiss Army knife. Uh, has he never heard the correct? Uh, well, wait, was he? No, he wasn't holding it wrong. He was going to go across the street, not down the road. And you're supposed to go down the road, not across the street. Correct? Oh, okay, yeah, because he's he's going to do it the way that's like a cartoony way, where you just yeah. slice across the wrist, not down, like not yeah. stabbing and jab down. Yeah. yeah. So he would have fucked that up anyhow. And it's also, like out of all the ways, Swiss Army knife. You would have yeah. bled out. Out just, of all the ways to kill yourself, you just wound up back just in the hospital. Stab yourself in a phone booth. Yeah, yeah. somebody's gonna do something very good away. I so, do like. I was someone said I had to kill myself because I was a werewolf. Like, how do you like, like, even especially if you're not? There's a lot of bridges in London. Eh, that's true. Uh, but anyway, then he. Sees, I can see being chicken chicken shit about he, this. He wusses out on that and. Uh, or thinks better of it, however you want or to look at it. Or something like that, yeah. Uh, and sees uh, an even more decayed Jack standing outside of a theater on the opposite side of the road. And so he goes over there. At this there point, yeah, he's in the middle of Piccadilly, how Piccadilly much, Circus. And yeah. it's like two pence or whatever. So he pays it and goes inside. And you see some bomb-ass 80s titties on screen. Oh, you see Those some were some weird. natural... Big it is almost to the point where... It what, almost seems I, like genetically women <laughs> were different in the 80s what, when they had tits like that, yeah. What... What is I consider the funniest scene in the entire movie? And it's not even the movie when the guy comes in and said, "What did I tell you about doing this when I'm not home?" And he's like, "You didn't tell me nothing." He's like, "I wasn't talking to you. I was and talking to was, her. I was talking to her." And she's like, "I don't even know you." And he's like, "Oh, my bad." And just leaves. That was the funniest scene in That's the whole a, movie. Yeah. That's why I was a little sad when you're like, it's not a real porno, because I want to watch that porn, because that was fucking hilarious. I saw the credits. Those, those porn actors had good comedic timing. I love that. I was looking up the credits, and they actually, those were real porn actors. They just, you know, just hired just to make a, like a really shitty fake porn just playing in the background. That yeah. was good. Uh, so then they're sitting, him and Jack are sitting in a porn theater, and he's like, God, kill yourself. Full moon's Yeah, he just reiterates again. everything yeah. he's been saying for the whole movie. But yeah. this time, he's like, I want you, I brought some people with me I want you to meet. And then it's all the all the people he killed, the one very stoic gentleman that he killed in the subway. And he's like, how do you think I feel? I'm dead. I yes. dropped my umbrella. <laughs> and the, an orphan of the, my the children. The couple from the, yeah, a widow of my wife and an orphan to my children. Uh, and left my children fatherless because they wouldn't be orphans oh, because of my story. But unless she was so horrified. and then the, the the couple that were at the like going to the party are ah, super happy to be dead. Yeah, oh, hello, you. It's like a Monty Python skit. Yeah, yeah. And then the 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 hobos that he killed down by the the dump, I guess, yeah. are there too. One uh, of my favorite scenes is that when they are they are trying to help Jack convince David to kill himself, they start r- r- listing off ways he could kill himself yeah. too. And I do like how like enthusiastically that couple yeah. is like, you could try suicide, you could try... Oh, electricity! Electricity, you should use a gun. I do love, and then you get back to the uh, Bib Fortuna guys, like, use a gun. Yes, put it in your mouth and you wouldn't should be, should be not to miss. Yeah. Like, you almost, like, he, he, like, he should be like voicing over some kind of like cryptic Keeper bullshit. I love the way he's like, yes. Oh, yeah, the the um, the mouth movement with the puppet of Jack wasn't yeah, as a, accurate as I would about, like it to be. Yeah, early eighties puppet. Yeah, because yeah. he. That's why. Is, that's why I was. That's why I don't think nah, 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 Frank nah, nah. Oz was behind that because the mouth. Yeah. Well, it, it is, doesn't have the feeling where like the head moves. Around. It's not organic. It's, it's obviously just, just like a rod puppet where like the mouth is. It's essentially like it's 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 like like the the laughing skeleton at like a dark house right at the at the amusement park. That's essentially what you did. 
Man, never mind. What? I was going to ask what year uh, Little Shop of Horrors came out. Uh, 1986, I believe. Okay, so that's... Five years after this. Yeah, that's enough the time to really... The puppeteering in that is bonkers. Oh, it's absolutely Especially the ridiculous. size of those puppets. Yeah. Like, I still... I do not understand how they made those puppets work in that movie. Well, slightly off to the side, but we might as well, since we're talking about Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. They actually filmed it at half speed. All the puppet stuff is half speed. Oh, so that actually makes a lot more everything's sense. Everything's moving a lot slower, Cause, and cause then they speed it up. those puppets are so nimble. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what, it's cause all, like it's all half because they go out of their way to make to, to make you know and that you like those this, are those puppets are that size. It's you not watch like the scenes puppets. where Rick Rick Moranis or anybody's in the same space as those puppets and realizing they're moving at half speed, and the human characters are moving at half speed as well. Yeah. So they, they spread out the normal motion. Yeah. You can't tell that they're moving at half speed. Jesus they're doing Christ. such a good job. I need to get the Blu-ray for that because I'm sure there's some kind of making of stuff on which I got. Again, Perhaps. actually, there's, I want to get the Blu-ray for American Wolf in London too because I guess there's a whole feature on like uh, documentary uh, making this movie too. But yeah. So eventually it turns into night uh, while he's in the porn theater and he starts freaking out. Oh, the pain. And some guy just comes up and stands next you're to him, watching just, him, just watching him, staring Granted, at it's him. It's a porno theater. You got you got a bunch of guys used to just standing there, just glaring at shit. But yeah, <laughs> if I ever have kids and they get old enough, I'm gonna show them this movie and be like, "Look at what people had to go through for porn back in the day. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You had to go to a theater and watch it with other dudes. Mm-hmm. You had to sit down and watch it." Knowing some guy behind you is was jerking back off. there, yeah, just, just going oh, to town on you himself. You didn't want to touch anything in that theater because you know, <laughs> even as a man, you'd probably get pregnant. <laughs> oh man! Mm-hmm. So uh, then he turned into a wolf. You hear a scream from inside. The presumably theater. kills that one guy who's like looking at him. Yeah, and there's a couple other guys sitting in there too. Yeah. So I'm presuming he kills. You never see what happens. But so then like, the yeah. usher goes inside, and he gets killed. So uh, then the cops pull up. And they go inside uh, and shine yeah, a flashlight a on, carnage, yeah. on the carnage on the ground. It's like, oh my goodness. And then you shine a light on the werewolf and he's like, oh, runs outside. He's lucky to get out because yeah. he gets out, yeah. yeah. And pulls, he's the closest he gets to any wolf in this movie without yeah. getting killed. Yeah. Pulls down the shutter in the front of the porno theater and the David as the werewolf starts banging on the inside and they're yelling at people to leave and a giant crowd of people just gather around. <laughs> yeah. It's like if the cops are yelling you to go back away and it's dangerous... Maybe listen to them. Oh, it's Piccadilly Service uh, Circus. It's a big tourist area. People aren't paying attention. They just know shit. Some shit's going on. Well, I guess maybe uh, if everyone's all in hysteria because of the murders the night before, they're worrying if like maybe this is part of the murders now or something like that. So I don't know. So it so makes sense. I could see it. Like the lead cop that's not and out his bumbling sidekick from earlier in the movie show up, <laughs> and that's when David bursts through the door as a werewolf and bites that cop's head and it goes rolling off <laughs> this and i then, love the carnage in this scene and then a, a bunch of car crashes start to happen and people getting run over and the car crash is doing more damage than the actual werewolf is that's all you're talking about john landis and guy did blues brothers which is like nothing but gratuitous car crashes so it's totally john landis saying you know what if we're gonna have some mayhem here we're gonna have some fucking mayhem we're gonna get people cut in half by being thank pinched god. by cars and then thank god he didn't involve a helicopter oh yeah well um so <laughs> Yeah, you get people, like, run over and all kinds yeah. of, like, shit. Like, yeah, more people die from the traffic than they do by the werewolf in this yeah, movie. Yeah, so this, all this crash yeah. is happening, and at this point, I was, I wrote a note right right before the scene happened. I was like, I bet you wish you had guns now, huh, Brits? Uh-huh. Oh. oh, wait, they have guns. Because yeah. you see, like, I guess their version of a SWAT. Yeah, exactly. It's a military up, thing, yeah. Loading the bullets in the back of a, a vehicle, uh, and, uh, um... They but change, then 
They chase David down an alleyway, and Alex Price shows up. How yeah. does? Do they hear about it on the radio, or I forget how they find out? How the cops? The carny? No, it's... no, David. How are the nurse and the doctor? How they? Find it's never. Out? I think. I think they are like writing. Or is it just con- well, it makes sense because if the doctor had already alerted the police, and they're probably already out looking for David anyway, they're probably riding around. No, with no, the no, cops. not the police. I mean the doctor. No, but I'm saying they're probably they. They said oh, okay. he said he had called the cops, and the cops were with him. Mm. And now that they know David's off running, he probably said, "Hey, cops, let's go look for David." And they just happen to be riding with the cops. And when the word gets out that like there's somebody going crazy in the middle of Piccadilly yeah. Circus, so they 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 they, they head there. So know? they they chase him to an alley. Way, there's a dead end yeah. and for these cops are fucking awful because another crowd gathers and they're holding them all back but somehow she breaks through yeah. and then the cops try to stop her they just let her walk down the alley and she walks down the alley and is like she looks at the david. werewolf in the eyes and like david i love you and then he kind of snarls and they shoot a bunch and they could have hit her which is, yeah, really, because they, they go really guns. It's not just like one or two guys, but it's pretty much the entire contingent yeah. of guys. Pretty much unload like it's the Revolutionary War. Like, and then, then you get, you get a close-up of her, like, being all sad and crying, and then you, there's a shot of his body with, like, three or four bullet holes in it. So <laughs> they exactly. missed a lot. And not even bullet holes, but they did that, like, special effects, like, movie special effects thing where the bullet hole is just, like, some oatmeal with, like, red <laughs> carrot soup, like, poured on top of yeah. it. Like, that's supposed to be, like, the damaged tissue. Yeah. But, yeah, he's just, like, lying on the floor. Just with his legs positioned, so, just so you don't see his uh, werewolf dick hanging out, and then it just smash cuts to the credits. Yeah, it was yeah. everybody gathered around. Come on, everybody! Ga- it's like the, it's like the scene in The Simpsons where where Quimby's like, "Everybody, back away, back away, get away! Nothing to see here, nothing to see here!" Oh my gosh, a horrible crime scene! <laughs> hey, everybody, come look! Yeah, because they just all gather around and look at his dead body, and then it's the end. I guess now we just have definitive proof that werewolves exist. <laughs> like after everything everyone has seen in Piccadilly Circus. Um, yeah, so then it's the end. And it's a wet fart of an ending. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like, how it just like, as a matter of fact, like he's dead. That's all. The, 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 the line has been severed. Everything that needed to happen is... I, I, looking at reactions to this movie online, most people agree with you that it just kind of completely just peters out. It's like, okay, well, that's... Yeah. And not, it's not an ending. It, there's no ending. It just stops yeah. in mid-sense, practically. Just, yeah. Well, I guess we're done now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I see. I always like getting as a kid, though. It's like you know. Yeah, I'm no, so used I can to it. see it be like. Especially, I love how it, it goes out right under the up tempo music. That always kind of cracked me up as a kid too. Yeah. And then again, any kind of horror movie that has like upbeat oldies music mixed over, you know, juxtaposed over fucked up shit, always cracked me up as a kid. I always thought that was really kind of cool. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I grew up listening to a lot of oldies as a kid. So like, well, so did I. Yeah. So like, for some reason, that always kind of like spoke to me. So yeah, it was kind of cool, but. Yeah, so where would you place this on your top list? Because you say list it's one of, of your favorite movies. Well, one of my favorite Halloween movies. Oh, okay. I think it's good. Like, if I had, like, top 25 list, I don't know if it would be, like, on there. I never really thought about it that much. But it's definitely one of my favorite. Uh, like, well, then again, I'm such a huge Halloween nerd. Now, I'm not even necessarily a huge horror fan, yeah. but for... Every Halloween, I always have, a, like, a retinue of, like, a dozen different movies I end up watching every October. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of the movies on there. In fact, this is probably the one big werewolf movie I always end up watching every year right around Halloween. Um, okay. As somebody Bram did... Stoker's Dracula is my vampire movie. Well, actually, Ugh. that in an interview with a vampire. Uh, I'm sorry. What would be a better vampire movie? Uh, um... It's something. There's not a lot of good vampire That's movies. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So, it's not a lot of good uh, werewolf movies I guess. either. It's not a lot of good Frankenstein movies. Spoilers, there's not a lot of good horror movies What about the there. one with Al Pacino? Frankenstein? I'm kidding. 
Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. Uh, this was a really boring movie for somebody who didn't grow up with it. <laughs> oh, okay. It was really boring. That's fine. <laughs> I'm That's sorry cool. to, to crush your little world. but It, get, it, it, it is a very slight movie. It's, it's The special effects are really cool if there had been more werewolf stuff, maybe, but... Yeah. There's so much of him he only in the turns hospital. Into not two to... nights in a row, yeah. and like yeah, like this. Yeah, again. There's so much hospital stuff. Even maybe more dreams with him as a werewolf would have been yeah nifty. But it's just oh, the characters weren't very likable. See, it's even just... me, like I like the music because it's Elmer Bernstein. Yeah, also the, did no, music, the music for Ghostbusters, is, is good, and that's kind of creepy. And but, like, uh, burr, burr, like, burr. like I said, maybe if I had seen it as a kid, I'd be more attached to it. Like, but, bleh. no, bleh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think Jenny Agutter was hot. She was all right. Okay. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. Yeah, no, that's not but like, yeah, one of the first times hanging out with Mike Russell and I, I think he brought up this movie and we were both like, we bought it over the fact that we both thought, thought Jenny Agutter was hot. Although for me, it's as much about the accent as anything else. So. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's the only John Landis movie of his I really like. Yeah. Uh, I've actually never seen a, uh, well, then again, I've, I've, never seen blue blues brothers that much i've never seen animal house twilight zone is kind of hit or well that's not did a old do animal house or did Hel- harold ramus do animal oh, house maybe, harold ramus did. maybe i'm thinking that stuff wrong but i don't know john I don't landis know. i don't know i don't know this is what is one of his movies that i just like this is mm. the only one that i really care about but and again i just like because like i said the mix of kind of like comedy and the horror and stuff and because i grew up when it was new it was a thing well to to get our, our last episode was night of the hunter and there were more tense scenes in Night of the Hunter for me than there were in this. Yeah. This that there were no I stakes totally see that. because the people that got killed were nobodies. Yeah. They weren't established characters. So what's my connection Have to them? Have you ever seen the sequel to this, An American Werewolf in Paris, now, which is about now, the if daughter? I, if I hadn't seen this, what makes you think I'd follow it up by seeing the sequel? I thought maybe you're just so much in love with American Werewolf in Paris <laughs> that like you would you would never gone back to watch the original because it could never live up to your lofty expectations for what the original you must have been. You know me too well. Yeah, so I guess I guess the sequel, which has nothing to do with the original movie, none of the cast or crew or anything like that, is about the daughter of. Uh, Alex Price and David. I suppose, I guess, the one night they yeah. fuck, he knocks her up. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. Now, I, in my head, for some reason, have this vision that there was a Treehouse of Hair- Horror episode that parodies this, but I don't think there this is. This whole specific movie? Yeah. I, I Do you, like, I have any imagery in your head? I have, like, I have, like, Mo half torn up. <laughs> Looking like Jack, but I don't think it exists. I searched. Cause you think, I looked it up. It doesn't exist. Because you think at this think rate, after 25 up, years, they would have run out of material that they would have had to have done a parody of this eventually. Yeah, I searched, like, Werewolf of London, The Simpsons, Simpsons Werewolf of London. I looked at the Treehouse of Horrors episode list. Yeah, it's not coming up from and here or anything like, like that, yeah. I'm... I huh. don't know where the imagery in my head came up. Although of I don't them. know what the story would be, because like I said, the story in this movie is so slight. So, dude, doing a parody of it would be just like Homer getting bitten, and then falling in love with like Homer or like Marge. That's as sl- that's as much plot as they've had for other yeah, Treehouse of Tour segments. Oh, Greg, it's not a whole episode. Yeah, that's true. It's only it's like, like ten a, minute yeah, segment. It's a yeah, ten eight minute, minute segment. Yeah, it's yeah. an eight minute it's such segment. Such a little like so, a Looney Tunes. But cartoon. yeah, I have other 
aside from my imagination that <laughs> you should I, draw that. I created out of nothing. I don't huh. think this this is the first movie that I don't think's been parodied. Are you in thinking Simpsons. about this now? Just now that you've seen the movie, or did you think this is something that existed even before watching this movie? Like, well, I had I had the because you said you because I'd th- looked up the the special effects stuff yeah. before in the past, like because it's such would Homer turn so, into a werewolf? Showing, I don't know. Um, Cause it seemed like he was but I've had a, like spider pig or something. Yeah, like I've had visions of the Simpsons in my head that don't exist <laughs> that I made wow. up out of nothing. You're that so kind of I fan. Don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that this is the first movie we've had that has this no is... connection to the Simpsons that okay. I'm aware of. Wow, that must be horrifying for you. That it, must be the scariest is. part of this movie. It is. <laughs> I would love to be I... wrong, but. I like this movie. That's fine. I'm not. Can... I'm not saying that in kind of like a hurt. Oh, you didn't like this movie because like that's that's the way of the world. But like we need to start talking about more shit that you were in love with. Well, I guess we did Animaniacs because you knew all about Animaniacs. Yeah. And I came in there. I was like, oh, wait, Animaniacs is awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what are we doing next? What's the next podcast? Next is uh, the old dark house. Is that me? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, another movie that good luck finding. Uh, I guess you can get the DVD of it's it. It's on DVD, but yeah, we just Bill is up, continuing uh, his streak of uh, obscure movies nobody has heard of. Well, see, this is a terrible thing because, like, <laughs> when it comes to like, like classic horror stuff, I've seen enough of it that it's hard for me to find something like this big thing that I've never heard before. Um, because you're going to be doing Frankenstein and Young. Not, not young Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. Um, Which will be interesting because I've seen the parody a thousand times, but I've never actually seen again, the Again, those movies movie. are so slight. There's not much to, to yeah. them. Uh, but like, well, I, like I said, I don't care about the movie so much as the, like, the history and background that we'll talk about. The only reason I'm even actually interested in The Old Dark House is because in the commentary for uh, Bride of Frankenstein, which I every Halloween night, that's the thing I go to bed listening to. Yeah. It's some, For some reason, the last decade has become a uh, tradition for me. Uh, but in the commentary, they always talk about how uh, the next movie that they made after uh, Bride of Frankenstein, or the original Frankenstein, between uh, Bride of Fr- between the original Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, was uh, they made a movie called The Old Dark House, made by the same guy James Whale, starring Boris Karloff. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's not supposed to be very good, but so, like it gets mentioned enough in that commentary. I figure if we're doing a Halloween yeah. bunch of Halloween episodes and like we're oh, gonna be catching up on yeah. stuff, like if you're, The Old Dark House is one of the so, big horror movies that I have not yet checked out yet. To so. give you an idea of. My household's take on American Werewolf in London. Uh, my wife was like, "Have fun watching your movie." I'm like, "Well, it's on. It's on on demand because it's on, it's on Cinemax right now on, yeah. on demand." And I was like, "You can watch it with me if you want." She turned around and fell asleep halfway through because she was so bored. <laughs> she asked me this word. She's like, "Did the movie get any better after I went to sleep?" <laughs> and I was like. No. <laughs> the halfway mark, he's still like in the hospital too. It's not like three fourths yeah. of the way through, he's still oh, in the hospital. Oh man, so. that's a boner killing knowing. Like I said, like I, I, I like this movie more for its personality than its scares is or there, anything like that. Well, yeah, but, like, is there anything you can tell me about it that might make me like other it than John more? Landis like wrote it like in 1969? For some reason, it took him like 12 years to actually get it made. Um, there's not like that's why I should have actually got the Blu-ray and checked out the mm. the special features on that because like I said there's supposed what to be had... feature length making of that would probably give me more of yeah. as far as I know about like you know because I know about the trivia and stuff about this movie there's nothing too crazy about what it had... other than what was Rick Baker's like big thing before this do you Rick know Rick Baker and isn't this, this was the first... definitely his isn't coming this out the first big thing that Steve Johnson helped with Steve Johnson oh the special effects guy yeah. was he Did, on this didn't he work on this because uh, like he his worked first on Ghostbusters job? and stuff I think this was like his he uh, kind of for... learned the craft under 
for Rick people who don't know, this. Steve Johnson, I, I actually first knew about Steve Johnson through YouTube because he had yeah, a great he has, YouTube he channel has a, for a long time. He, if you haven't seen it, there's probably still on there. Steve Johnson FX, I think, is the channel. And yeah. there's some fantastic behind-the-scenes video of him. One of the best ones is him talking about uh, working on um, – the abyss yeah the stories with james cameron and that's, everything. that's that's a great series uh steve johnson is very personable and just fun to hear yeah. his stories and everything about uh rick baker uh makeup master extraordinaire he had worked as a special effects assistant on the exorcist hmm. um makeup effects for king kong uh that he had done oh that's right he did some of the masks for a little movie called star wars he he worked he's part of the cart crew that did the cantina sequence yeah um but really yeah it, it seems like uh, this movie was definitely his big thing because after that he did he went straight from this to the howling he did the incredible shrinking woman which is one of my favorite <laughs> movies as a kid he did captain eo harry and the hendersons oh he for some reason rick baker he got a, a real uh, reputation for being a gorilla and ape guy so any movie st- featuring oh, gorillas yeah. and apes from the, the 80s 90s and the aughts <laughs> he's responsible for um he also did this creature effects for uh, gremlins 2 that, those are great that. Cr- great effects yeah which i still kind of miss the way the gremlins look in the original gremlins movie but i do like the fact that he gave uh oh yeah oh yeah he did the, do the effects for the wolfman too the 2010 uh, remake mm. of the original film uh so yeah that's that's the history of rick baker who's now officially retired he sold off a lot of his most of his props and stuff this year just to make room for his house, which was filled with all of his old yeah. makeups and stuff. But yeah, you could have bought fake American Werewolf, the hands, those big stretchy hands. Yeah, well, you can buy those at like any prop store probably that, or like you can store. find them online. I've seen. I, I was looking up images when I was trying to figure out if this was a Simpsons episode or not. <laughs> there were like life-sized uh halloween decorations of the werewolf you can get really? they're probably like thousands of dollars but, say, yeah. that would be huge ass prop yeah but you, you can get them what'd probably you if the you're design... like running a home what do you think of the design and the makeup for him actually as the full-size werewolf because you never really get to see him because obviously it was like a guy on a skateboard so it you really good. Can his the snout was a little short yeah i feel but other than it that always, it looked good it always freaks me out because like a werewolf is supposed to be a guy who just turns into a wolf but he always turns into a half man dog creature yeah. Technically, he should just turn into whatever the wolves were in that pen that he wakes up in in the zoo. But it's funny that. It's... <laughs> yeah, but then you just get a movie of a wolf I know, it's a trotting guy. around <laughs> London because they're not dog. they're I'm not super dog. aggro, I'm so they're eating... just walking around looking I'm just around. Garbage. I'm, 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 I'm just I'm, walking I'm, around looking around. I'm chasing a rat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, so. but. Uh, yeah, so that's American Werewolf in London. I'm I surpri- liked it. I'm surprised you don't have more stuff to say about the. There's not a lot growing to... up with it, other than it's not a super popular movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was super popular when it first came out. It it's made super its money popular big. with ho- horror fans. Yeah, but mostly because it's the makeup stuff. That's the thing. Like, if there's any kind of like, uh, if anyone talks about this movie, it's always just for the world. I do feel stuff. like Jack was wasted. Like his character should have been more in the movie. Even like after if he was he's dead, yeah, or? yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. When he yeah. was alive, he was a boring pile of nothing. Yeah, but like, I mean, if if would you have like an if David's with him or no, like even that? If, him walking if, up to heaven. If David's, uh, well, it would been nice to have some resolve there. But anyway, if yeah. David's the only one that can see him, uh, just have him be around when stuff's happening. It's essentially like, like his out. Jiminy Cricket, not yeah, just showing well, up for yeah, three scenes, or but... just being like. I see you haven't killed yourself yet, Well, he David. is kind of the voice of David's conscious, because he is telling him, like, then David knows, I think deep down inside, he's got to whack himself, but, like, Jack keeps on coming back and saying, hey, you got you to gotta whack yourself. I know I've mentioned this before. You got to fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Um, 
interesting, but that's the thing with me. I just, I, it's such a slight little movie that, like, I don't know if it would do with, like, like really building up on it. I kind of like the fact that, but then again, I grew up with it, and so it's a different thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's got a weird 80s pacing about it. Yeah, and... that's, yeah, because it's really slack and kind of like, oh, here's this rambling. Yeah. Which I, yeah, like, again, if I watch this now, being as it's the, definitely... being the impatient person I am now, I'd definitely be like, what the fuck are you doing, movie? <laughs> it's fuck. definitely a movie that uh, you stumble across on TV and you have on in the background. And after exactly, it's done, yeah. you go, hey, that was a pretty good movie. But that's only because you turned your head You're towards, barely the screen, paying towards the screen during the interesting parts. And the movie is simple enough that, like, even if you're not paying attention, you're not missing anything because it's like a little radio play. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, not like a commercial break comes on and you, like, turn your head away from the screen. Screen and then it comes back from commercial. Yeah. You don't turn your head. It's a good to- way of actually you describing it. You don't yeah. turn your head back towards the TV. Another commercial break happens. You happen to look over there and you're like, "Man, that's a long commercial break because you didn't even notice that a bunch of stuff happened." Yeah, in between you missed a 15 minute chunk of the whole movie and you're like, "Oh yeah, I guess stuff still. Ha- I guess he's still in the hospital." This could have been an hour long movie, really. <laughs> But, well, really, the meat of the movie happens once he gets out of the hospital, and that's just him, like, waiting around to change, and then he eats people, and then he just, the next day, he freaks out, and then he eats people again, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I didn't um, I didn't dislike it, but it was boring. So That's fine. Yeah. That's cool. It's it's, it's I, not our first big disagreement this yet. Is, no, it's not even it's, a disagreement, because it's not like, it's not one of those things where I, like, take personal, and, like, I'm not so in love with it, I'm like... Well, it's not like a know, personal affront to me. I am like, completely. I love again. This we, I've mentioned this before, but I love so many terrible things that it's yeah, hard for me to get say, like take like, the shit personally. What is something that you would actually like fight for? Because you know, I toys. You, I really have you seen toys? Yes, a shit. I okay. was gonna say because <laughs> toys is an awful movie. And, I didn't even know. Actually, you no, know, toys is so bad. You know it's awful, so you wouldn't fight somebody to be like, no, I'm here's why it's good. Maybe Little Women. But that's not bad. You some people would not yeah, like but, it. Okay, but but I'm trying to think of anything that I can pretty much argue that is objectively bad, but I would still defend it. That's an interesting choice. Or even I'd have to think about. Even it. if you can't possibly see why somebody would say it's bad. Yeah. Is hmm. there a movie? Because you're so you're kind of so the accepting st- of people's. The Star opinions. Wars movies are, are are actually not very good. Yeah. But I love those, and I would actually put up an argument as to why they're worthwhile mm-hmm. artistically. But then again, Would you that's... put up that fight for Popeye? Because I fucking hate that movie. Really? It's so bad. It's so bad. That's one of those things where, like, you say that, I'm kind of blown away. <laughs> but then I, like, I can see it rolling in front of my eye, like, like in my imagination. I'm like, like, yeah, I, you're I not got, wrong, I got though. like half an hour into that movie, and I was like, I've been watching this for five well, hours. Was the first time you saw Popeye? We're an adult. I saw it when I was you're stupid, like little six year old kid like me. <laughs> no, I'm like, I saw. Oh, I saw it when it's I was, a living cartoon. I saw it when I was a little kid, and it kind of rolled off my back. Yeah. And then I tried to rewatch it was when I was adult because I was like, "That's no, yeah, Robin yeah. Williams does a really good impression. It's all cast amazingly well. I'll try to watch it." Twenty minutes of the movie happened, and I was like, "I feel like I've been watching five hours of this fucking movie." <laughs> that does go on for a long time. <laughs> it yeah. is so slow. Well, again, that's another thing because I watched it so much time as a kid. It's so, just but, part of me, so it's hard so for me to objectively pull back. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's would you thing. fight for that movie? Because you love that movie. I love too. it, but it's one of those things where I have to agree it's not necessarily a well-made movie okay. though. That's the thing. Like, yeah, it's and I, I don't think it's a badly made movie, but I think it, I could uh, uh, easily if, understand why other people are mystified by the shit out of that. What if somebody didn't like Iron Giant? Would you fight for that? Brad Bird is because gone, I would. Brad Bird has turned into such a weirdo that no, I'm not talking say, about. Talk, I know that. what I, I I I would actually have to watch. It's been long enough since I've seen the Iron Giant. I love the Iron Giant, but it's been long enough I'd have to go back to. 
it's probably been a good five or six years since the last time I've seen it. I have to go back and see how I feel about it now. I'm sure I would still like it. Princess Bride? Princess Bride. I can't. I, it's so hard for me to imagine people actually just outright hating either of the yeah, Iron Man or Princess Bride. That's, that's one of those things where I can see people being disinterested what are, and just not caring Do you have much a for top five movie list? Yeah, in my head. It's yeah. not necessarily in any particular order, but the top five, it's Back to the Future, Rushmore, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think the fifth one's always in flux. It's whatever. Yeah. It, it would be Ghostbusters. It would be... I should, I should try. At some point, I'll have to try Rushmore because I fucking hate Wes Anderson. So. Yeah. But that's the, one, I... that's the one movie that people are like, even if you don't like him. That's, and I've heard it. that from a lot of other people. So. Like, if, 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 if you hate Wes Anderson, if you were going to give one of his movies a try, Rushmore is the one to go for. But then again, it is still a hardcore Wes Anderson. Yeah, but like, me starting off with the Royal Tenenbaums... I think and that's that's just like that's only a little bit worse than Rushmore in terms of like the Wes Anderson enough. Well, it's so, not. It wasn't that. It was the characters that I hated. The filming uh, and the directing was fine, but I hated Rush, the characters in that. Rushmore, uh, Bill Murray, the the two main leads, Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman, are assholes in that movie. But at mm. least it's not a whole family of assholes being assholes at each other. Yeah. And at least uh, it's yeah. Rushmore's got a little bit of a different dynamic going yeah. on. But what would you? Yeah. So what? So you would? I would. Your I'll fight would be? for Silent Hill. Silent Hill. I will fight you would tooth fight and nail Iron for Giant. Silent Hill. But yeah, I'm trying to think of stuff that people would object, like the rational people would objectively hate. That I, uh, I think, yeah. from uh, there's a game um, mm-hmm. that a lot of people hate. You know it, but you haven't played it. Uh, Deadly Premonition. I've heard about. I it. love that game so much. It's so bad. And you would defend this? I would defend it so hard. Because it's just a fucking ripoff of oh Twin God. Peaks. I've never no. seen Twin Peaks, but it's such a ripoff of it. But it's so good, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. It takes itself so seriously, and oh, everything man, about I'm it so bad. Think. Someday you will play that, and someday I will watch Twin Peaks. I would argue. I'm even, I'm even trying to think of game stuff because I would say like Battle of Olympus for the Ape and Nintendo. Mm. Uh, even though it's a Zelda Two clone, which people hate. Yeah. And, it, and it kind of inherits some of its bad well, design You love Zelda 2. But that's, again, I love Zelda. Actually, Zelda 2. Yeah, because I hate Zelda 2. Zelda 2. I've tried playing that game so many times. That's the thing. I think Zelda 2 is actually a pretty good game, but, like, the clues and stuff that, like... Yeah, like it's very obscure. It is objective. Like, Castlevania 2. Well, you again, like Castlevania 2. I love Castlevania 2, yeah. but I can Simon see objectively, Quest. like, game breaks down because of the clues that you get from the yeah. villagers are so... Like, you cannot beat that game without yeah, a guide, yeah, yeah. at least for the first time. Um... So yeah, it's hard for me to think of something that like I I I, I, I could successfully argue my way around yeah. that people would not worry like. not. We'll fight at some point. We in got the years to yeah, yeah think about this shit. <laughs> so but uh, that was American Werewolf in London. I give it out of a. Uh. At least you weren't like what the fuck was this piece of shit. It's not like you were like <laughs> no. asking for your ninety minutes back. It, it wasn't like Magnificent Ambersons where I was. <laughs> so upset by but you were upset I by still that like too. the fact that Animaniacs I, 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 even for some reason we stopped doing this podcast tomorrow the fact that I got Animaniacs out of this show yeah like that that's totally worth like I was doing this podcast like that, that I mean I, I know the whole shtick of the show is that we're going back to filling our pop culture holes mm-hmm. but it is nice to sometimes when that works out and it really is something like I'm glad that this justified me catching up with this yeah. thing yeah so yeah I'm sure I'll, I'll find you'll have one of I'll those I'll have a I diamond in the rough at some point yeah Sun <laughs> tells me it's not going to be Frankenstein brighter Frankenstein no. but we'll see do you have any idea what you might want to do after that because we still have a couple halloween episodes coming up no that'll what that'll, that'll kill be it. mine okay that'll be yours because I, I think you have two i have two have in october no i have two in october you have three i think okay that's what i is. think i think yeah. that's how it works yeah okay. so yeah boogie 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 so uh that was that um sorry if you love oh. that movie but 
it wasn't very good to me. Yeah. Um, That's my life. But, uh, <laughs> I would make a terrible dad because people would come up to me and say, hey, you know what, Bill? Your son's a piece of shit. And I'd go, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Like, I love the kid, but, like, objectively, yeah, that kid's kind of <laughs> You'd be like, I know. He tries to play with all my toys. Yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> he broke my fucking fi- uh, Finn and Ray action figure duo set. That middle... Cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's all for this week. Uh, next week is another obscure Bill movie you've never heard of. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's gonna be Silent Hill two after the old Dark House. Yeah. Well, so, you can also do that for your third episode of October. So there's no. Yeah, I'll figure out stuff. It's so. like a 15 hour game. Yeah. But I'll have a little plenty to say on that because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, so until next time. Do I have to work extra hard to get the secret ending with no, the dogs? No. Okay. Cause I'll play it. I'll play thirty hours for me if I can get that. <laughs> if I can honestly unlock that dog ending. Well, that requires two playthroughs, but we'll talk about oh, that. Really? Oh, really? Okay. Time, so. Give me your give me your memory card so I can hack it. <laughs> I have. Well, okay. Okay. Well, okay. Wait, 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 anyway, yeah. until next time, keep filling those holes of pop culture. So long. Take care, guys. Bye. Ow.